if you want to increase your chance of getting mental health problems, go vegan. If you want to increase your chance of getting diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, heart disease, go vegan. Hello and welcome to the Growth Mindset Podcast, where we turn your brain from a seedling to a fully grown tree with just a few episodes. I'm your host, Lava Dishad, and I'll be a personal gardener as we dig up old limiting beliefs and plant new empowering ones. Our podcast covers almost everything you need to know about personal, professional, financial, and spiritual growth. Each episode features successful leaders who will share their stories and strategies to transform you into your best self. So grab your watering can and hit that subscribe button. Let's get growing. So first thing first, Mark, it's been a long time, I know, but again, we are here and, uh, you know, a lot of people already know you because you've been a guest on my podcast, but for folks, because people that might not have known, because obviously it's been over two years that we connected, but probably to my new listeners, tell us about yourself and also the shift when we spoke last time. Yeah, you know, so my name is Mark Metry. I'm a top 10 uh, LinkedIn voice uh, for mental health in North America. And, you know, I'm a podcaster, author, TEDx speaker, all these different things. But, um, you know, now I really just focus on, you know, teaching people how to get their mind back, how to get their mental health back with food. And, you know, I don't know what the situation is like in India, uh, but here in America, I don't even know how to begin to explain it. Um, but, I have seen almost really a a psychological war kind of happen here in America. I would even say a spiritual war that has really destroyed so many people's lives, you know, and, and I don't know what your perspective is, but like someone being outside of America, but, you know, here in America, like America used to be a country where it was all about, you know, you can come here. It doesn't matter who you are and you can work hard and you can make money and you can make a name for yourself. And that still is true. That very much still is true. And I'm very blessed to be here. But at the same time, you know, people have never been sicker. You know, the average American is on something like 16 medications, which then create side effects. The entire food system, the entire healthcare system literally gets people to kill, like destroy themselves inside out with food. And then there's social media, which then reinforces all these bad ideas of, oh, you know, you should, you should, you know, if you want to be healthy, you should go vegan. Or, hey, if you want to go healthy, uh, you should just eat fruit. Or, hey, if you want to be healthy, oh, it actually, it doesn't even matter what you eat. You should eat whatever you want as long as you count your calories and just keep buying food from these companies that are making billions and billions of dollars every year, making people sicker. And so it really has become like this deep psychological and spiritual war. And people ask me, they're like, Mark, why did you shift to talking about food? In my mind, I haven't shifted talking about anything. I'm still talking about the same stuff. But what I realized is that food is like the most basic forward step that everybody can do to start to take charge of their mental health, regardless of what it is. You know, we say, mental health, mental health, mental health, you know, it seems like a very complex subject. It's very confusing. But if we start eating for our brain, if we start eating for our psychology, that really is how people can change their lives. I've done it in my own life when I was obese and depressed and suicidal. I've seen hundreds of other people do the same thing. And so, yeah, you know, in some ways I really haven't shifted at all. I'm still talking about the same stuff in a way. Yeah. And and I know the last time you also spoke was more on the lines of um, the mental health, right? And again, this time I see the addition where you're focusing a little more and connecting that dot is also connecting food with mental health. I want to understand from you because you've been doing a research, you've been creating content on this a lot. So what's the relationship between food and mental health? How are they associated? Yeah. So people never used to think about food, right? Because for thousands of years, right, our ancestors, they just had to figure out how to eat every single day. You know, they would hunt, they would farm, they would fish, they would, you know, gather, you know, do all these things. And now we live in a time where that's really no longer the, the case. We now can import foods from every country in the world. We have factories that are creating new foods, right? And so back then, food was something that was very sacred. You know, all of our ancestors, very sacred, like this is what feeds your family. And now food has almost become like this drug that people are using to deal with their emotions. And 
a lot of us like to believe that like the human body is like a black box, right? Where like, you can just, you could just eat anything, right? Like you can eat anything you want to and your body will convert it. And to some degree that is true. Like our bodies, they really are miraculous machines. And if you eat anything, your body will break it down into energy and, and protein and all these different things, right? So food has been a part of us for thousands of years, but now the food has really shifted to where all of a sudden we're now seeing diseases that have never existed, right? Like we're seeing in America, uh, there's an explosion of people who have dementia and Alzheimer's, which is a neurodegenerative disease. And a lot of people are calling that type three diabetes because the same way that your body gets diabetes through sugar, you getting Alzheimer's dementia is also the same thing. So if you keep eating this lifestyle, you'll not only get diabetes, but your brain will literally lose itself, mm. right? So all of a sudden we're getting all these new diseases and it is from the food that we eat. And if you break it down like very simply, right? Like think about it in like the most simplest terms, right? When you're born here on earth, right? Your mom gives birth to you. And we're, we start off in earth as like this little baby that's like this big, right? And then what do we do all day? All day, all day we get milk from, from our mothers, right? So all day we're eating, we're eating, we're eating, we're eating, we're eating. All that food goes into our body, into our brain, and it makes us grow. We get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And so what the problem has now become is that instead of our bodies and our brains being built through natural foods that have existed for thousands of years, what our bodies known for thousands and thousands of years. Now our body is building our brain and our brain cells from Coca-Cola, from you know <laughs> Doritos, from chips, from yeah. gummies, from from ice cream, right? And so, literally, like our body's taking this food, this ice cream, this sugar, and it is converting it into our body, into human cells. And when that happens, there's a wide range of various problems that can happen to someone. Like, for example, another example, right? Here in America, almost every child, especially the boys, is diagnosed with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, okay? And this is where someone, they can't focus. Uh, they're always distracted. They're always looking for something to stimulate them. Um, and, th and there's other symptoms and side effects of it, right? Um, all of a sudden in America, like the last 20, 30 years, everyone has this. All the boys, everyone. And so unless you grew up and you're like really, really shy, you were probably diagnosed with this. And then you're given a medication to take for like 10 years every single day to deal with your ADHD, right? And what's crazy is that there are studies that show, for example, artificial food dyes, like the, the what they use to like dye the junk food red or blue or yellow. These artificial food dyes, for example, they are banned in most countries except for America. And they have studies that show within a certain percentage of the population, kids who eat these, they get hyperactive, they get ADHD. And so this is happening, at least in America, in every stage, from kids to adults to old people. And it's all because we're eating all the same crappy food and we're not eating enough of the nutrient-dense foods that can actually help us rebuild our body, rebuild our muscles, rebuild our brain. Mm. And so that, in a, in a very simple way, that is the relationship between food and mental health, if that makes sense. Makes sense. I mean... Uh... Just to give you some context, right? I mean, when it comes to India, again, mm. India is a, is a country which is, as you know, the number one in population today. But also, uh, we are also kind of following the West a lot. And and I'm someone who is who's very, you know, very familiar with the culture of West because I interview people from West. I work also, you know, for the US time zone. So I pretty much know the culture of West and how crazy the fast food industry is, how how everything is 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 as you mentioned manufactured imported from other places i'm going to touch upon those as well because that is an interesting topic but even in india right we are following that same trend we are trying to kind of uh, you know become more americans or follow their culture yeah. follow that diet 
and people have a lot of diabetes and that's one of the most common causes of death even in india because of you know the sweets that there first of all indians are always have a sweet tooth so most of that you know, <laughs> that that's that's another issue on top of that a lot of people don't even exercise at least in the us there are some people that not some i think even in the us i'm seeing how how the degenerative culture is is you know how there's a shift from people mindset to becoming eating whatever they want supporting left yeah. right everything jazz i mean it's it's a chaotic culture stuff. i mean sometimes when i think about it but let's talk about this because you mentioned it right uh, nutrient dense foods so i'm curious to understand what are these food items that probably we should be eating first because it all starts from our food and then also the ability to digest these foods right even though i might eat something amazing but if it's not being digested properly there is no point of me even eating it in the first place so what are some good foods yeah. that people should eat fruits food items what are your thoughts Yeah, I mean that's a, those are very good points um and digestion is definitely a, a huge issue in America. Um like here in America, if you have any kind of digestive problem, you go to a doctor. This is literally what they tell you. They literally tell you, "Oh, you know what? We have no idea. Uh take uh take Pepsid, uh take Protonix, these two medications which suppress your stomach acid and they don't even they don't even look at anything." <laughs> like like unless you like are crying and screaming with pain they're like get out of here they just give you this medication right so that's a that's a huge problem in and of itself we can talk about that uh but when it comes to what foods we should be eating right um and, and you know this might be controversial you know especially for, for someone I like I love you controversy and, good country <laughs> and 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 a lot of people what the, the food they eat but really like the most nutrient dense food like if you look at it logically statistically speaking the most nutrient dense foods are all animal foods so like if you look at like if you just look at the scientific breakdown like no opinion if you look at the scientific breakdown of the most nutrient dense foods the foods that have the most amount of vitamins the most amount of healthy omega 3 fatty acids all the things your body needs they are all animal foods every single one of them seafood beef eggs all things like that those are the most nutrient dense foods and if you actually like study human history you realize that these animal based foods whenever people got access to them they would always eat them right away and you know when you look at places for example that were like had winters with like snow and things like that right there's there's no plants that grow during the winter time So like when you look at human history and you study it in all these different cultures and all these different parts of the world people for thousands of years have been eating animal dense foods and today talking about the the crazy culture in America especially on the east coast where I live in Boston they are all pushing you have to go vegan you have to go plant based to save your health to save the environment to you know cure cancer to to save the universe you have to you know it's almost like it's almost like this uh it's like a catchall right like they they're trying to evangelize it to get people who want to be good people to eat in a way that thinks they're going to help their health and their environment even though it 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 probably is just going to make their health worse and mm. so like the best foods that you can eat are animal dense foods and there's other mm. foods but that one to me is i think is very important and like what's happened here in america is that this is not just started for the last 20 30 years they have slowly been demonizing animal foods like i remember being in second grade in third grade a little kid and in health class and the government created this thing called the USDA food pyramid and the USDA food pyramid it tells you what to eat and at the bottom of the pyramid it says every day you should eat 9 to 11 servings of grains and then they say you should eat you know six servings of vegetables you should eat six servings of fruits and so they already they've been advocating for a plant-based diet mm. for so many years and the, my issue with it is that when you tell people hey the only way for you to be healthy is to go vegan or to go plant-based and people stop eating animal based foods they are going to miss and lose out on so many nutrients and they're actually going to get sicker and mm. then now we have this entire culture on Instagram 
where the where there's all these people like medical medium for example uh who recently like there's an article in a US magazine that showed how he basically runs a cult and he actually manipulates like young girls especially where there's this entire cult in the US where they teach people hey you know you can just juice this fruit and juice this fruit and and take this sea moss and 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 go vegan and and drink all these mangoes and and eat 500 mangoes a day and, and you're and you're gonna be cured and it's like it's like whoa, whoa, whoa hold on hold on like look let's look at steve jobs right <laughs> steve jobs the guy who created apple he literally became a fruitarian mm-hmm. he got pancreat he got pancreatitis a disease in the pancreas and he died of cancer why because his body didn't have the nutrients when your body doesn't have the right nutrients and vitamins what happens your immune system goes down Mm. and your immune system is actually directly connected to your vitamin D levels and Mm. your vitamin D levels come from you being outside in the sun and eating things like eggs and fish, which have vitamin D in them. So Mm. when your immune system goes down, that's how people get cancer. Mm. And so there's all these, like really in America, nutrition has really become religion. And there's all these companies, there's all this, it's like a whole military strategy Yeah. because when people are sick and they're not eating nutrient dense foods and they're hungry all the time, what are they going to eat? They're going to go eat junk food. Yeah. I mean, you know, in that one specific answer, you've covered multiple pointers and I'd like to cover (laughs) one one by one because all of them are a topic in itself, right? So let's let's start off with the first thing because the, the question that I asked you was around nutrient dense foods right and obviously let's look at the evolution of of human beings right we have been eating that we have been eating plants we've been eating uh, uh animal food from years it's not it's not something that we invented now and that's how our bodies have evolved over time which makes it easier for us to actually go and consume this because we are able to digest this and also i had re- read a study somewhere i think probably it was your post uh which stated that mm. It's not about the protein that you're eating. For example, 100 grams of protein, let's say, on vegetables and 100 grams of proteins in 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 a meat, let's say, chicken or, or mutton. But even though you're eating 100, 100 grams each, when you digest it, you're only able to digest, let's say, 40 or 50% of vegetable food, which means even though you've, you've eaten 100 grams of protein, plant-based protein, you're only getting 50%. Whereas if you're eating meat or chicken of 100 grams, you're able to retain 90% of it. So the absorption, the the digestion also is way more better and efficient when we are eating, let's say, non-veg items like chicken, mutton, and so on and so forth. Right? That's one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, yeah, that's huge. And and this is the other thing too, right? So if you have a plate and it has a hundred grams of let's say animal protein, and then you have a plate that has a hundred grams of vegetable protein, right? That's that is very true. There is a there's a scale called the DIAAS, okay. which looks at the digestibility index of of uh, of protein. Mm. And and you're exactly right. With plants, mm. it depends on the plant. It's around fifty percent. The highest plant that has the highest absorption is soy. Okay. Uh, I think it's like around seventy five. Mm. Um, whereas animals, mostly all animals, they have ninety, ninety five, a hundred percent of the absorption. Yeah. But this is yeah. the other thing, though, right? When you look at those two plates of 100 grams of protein, animal, plant protein, the 100 grams of animal protein, if it's like a plate, right? You're going to have, you know, a piece of chicken, right? Or a piece of steak or beef. You might have some, you know, potatoes. And then you might have, you know, some peas or some carrots, right? Uh If you look at the veg, like the vegetable 100 grams of plant protein, you're literally going to have a plate that's stacked high, yeah. this big, right? So all that is going to make you digest less. All mm. of that fiber, all if you eat a bunch, a ton, a ton, a ton, that is going to whatever food you eat. If you ate, you know, if you ate five pounds of meat, right? Like your body's not going to be able to yeah. digest that. And so when True. you eat the five pounds of plant protein to get the 100 grams of, it's not efficient. So your body has to go through this whole conversion and that's, you know, that's huge. And and, I, and also too, like I used to be a vegan. Like there was a time in my life where I mm. used to be a vegan and it was literally the worst time in my life. And I got so depressed and so many other issues um, in my religion. Um, they they teach people to fast and to do these fasts. It's about overall total. It's about more than half of the year where we don't eat animal products. And I remember I go 40 days, 50 days, no animal products. 
and you feel terrible. And it's literally just because like your brain, your body, it needs it. Yeah. I want to basically understand because I know everyone out there, not only in the US, but even in, in India, right? Everyone wants to go vegan, right? So you tell me why should we all become vegans? And, and if not, why? If you want to increase your chance of getting mental health problems, go vegan. If you want to increase your chance of getting diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, heart disease, go vegan. So when you study the brain, okay, you study the brain and you study the how the brain eats for nutrition, the brain needs iron, the brain needs omega-3 fatty acids, the brain needs vitamin D, it needs vitamin B12, it needs vitamin B B6, uh, so many different B vitamins, it needs vitamin A, it needs vitamin C, it needs all these different vitamins, right? So our brain is like this machine, okay? And it needs all of these different, um, all of these different vitamins and omega-3 fatty acids to function properly, okay? When you look at the plant-based foods, they don't have it. So for example, right, like, let's take iron, okay? You can find uh, the plant-based version, non-heme iron in spinach. And then you can find bioavailable heme iron in steak. The conversion process for our body to take the plant-based iron and convert it into regular iron for our body is something like 1.5%. So one per so if you eat like a bunch of spinach to get yeah. iron, right? Yeah. And by the way, this is this is very serious because the number one nutrient deficiency in the world is in women, yeah. and it's iron, iron, and they get anemia, and the symptoms of that are literally depression, issues with their hormone cycles, issues with pregnancy, so many other so many issues that plague a lot of women, especially today. And so if you eat a bunch of spinach, right? Your body's only converting one, maybe 2% of that. But if you eat lamb or goat or these sources of red meat that have iron, your body can convert 30, 40, 50% of that, right? And so it's not like, you know, a lot of people, especially vegan people, they think that, you know, you know people just hate them or, or people are so in love with meat that they just can't imagine a world without meat. But it's like me as a mental health counselor and as a nutrition coach, and you look at the numbers, you look at the science, there's no way around it. That's why I always tell people, there's never been a neuroscientist, like a true neuroscientist who truly studies the brain, who's vegan, none of them, because they all understand these components, right? So I just mentioned iron, that's one of them, right? Let's take omega-3 fatty acids, okay? So omega-3 fatty acids, it's a type of fat that is the best possible fat that we can consume. And our brain uh, is mostly made out of it. So our brain has a very high demand for omega-3s. Um, and, and out of all the most studied, tested compounds for the brain, omega-3 is the most important for mental health and brain function. And the US military, they actually did a study and they took uh, military veterans who, who committed suicide. And what they found in the study was that the members who committed suicide, they looked at their brains after, they found that their brains were extremely deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. And so omega-3 fatty acids, it is the most correlated for what our brain needs, okay? Now mm. let's look at what foods have omega-3 fatty acids. There's many forms of omega-3 fatty acids, but the most important one is called omega-3 DHA, okay? And this omega-3 DHA, it is almost only found in seafood, o almost okay. only found in seafood. It's not in nuts or seeds or chia seeds or walnuts. And so like, I'm sure you've seen these posts, these posts that talk about, oh, get your omega-3 fatty acids. Oh, make sure you eat chia seeds. Make sure you eat walnuts. All of these nuts and seeds, they're a different form of omega-3. They're EPA and ALA. Mm. And, our, and for our body to convert that omega-3 into the good omega-3, some people can't do it. Like straight up, there's some people who just their bodies, for whatever reason, they cannot convert it. Or it's a very, 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 very low conversion rate, which makes it so that you almost get no omega-3s, mm. okay? 
So that's why I say that if you if you want to increase chance of getting mental health issues, go vegan. It's again, <laughs> it's not because I hate vegans. I, I have vegan friends. I love them. They're just people just yeah. like me. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is, is that they stopped at one rabbit hole, right? Like that. And that's what I would tell people, like, keep learning, keep yes. researching, keep having yeah. an open mind. Yeah. Being vegan, it's just one stop in the rabbit hole. Keep going. You didn't go yeah. deep enough. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I would tell people. And and that's, that, those are just two compounds of iron, Correct. omega-3. I could literally break it down to 10 different ones that are only found in animal or mostly found in animal that are either impossible or very hard to get from plant-based foods that your brain needs, you know? So it's really not up to me. I'm just looking at the numbers and the science and like, you can't deny it. So it's just the truth, you know? True, true. And and I agree to your point because, uh, you know, most of these people that I know, personally people that are promoting these going vegan and, you know, not killing animals, they are, you know, from an innate nature, they're actually good, right? They are good people that want to actually preserve the planet and so on. But it's just that the marketing trick has gotten into them and they think they are doing or contributing towards nature, whereas they're not identifying how is their body reacting to the kind of food they're eating. And I think that's where, you know, our, our conversation comes in, where we are trying to explore the idea. We are trying to show people that, you know, it's not only about don't believe what the media is saying. You know, you first test it on your own body. See the change when you eat plant-based food versus animal and try to mix it up. Because I know I'm someone who used to eat a lot of non-veg, like, you know, uh, fish, mutton, chicken, and so on. But I realized after a point on that, I need to balance it. That's why now I've incorporated yeah. a balanced diet where I'm, you know, whenever I'm eating chicken or mutton, I also have veggies by default because it makes my digestion yeah. even better. So I'm ensuring that I'm adding that. And and if I would have listened to someone, uh, because we know, right, there are so many good documentaries out there, people, you know, some amazing people, bodybuilders promoting go vegan, whereas they were not vegan at the earlier stage. And now they are talking about how amazing <laughs> vegan is. Uh, so oh, no, I, Schwarzenegg. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I just really don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand that logic around why are we doing that. And I also understand that end of the day, there is some agenda behind it, right? Because oh, absolutely. they have their own uh farmlands look at bill gates right he is one of the largest owners right now in the us for farmlands and obviously he will promote go vegan because he is the one who's creating all of this plant based stuff and one of the thing that i want to get your opinion on is because in india okay this is not very prevalent at the moment but i know in the us that is it's called plant based meat right uh, before oh, yeah. that comes here in india i want you to oh, kind of Lord. shed some light what exactly is plant based meat yeah so Plant-based meat is where they basically take a bunch of like plant proteins and they break them down at like the like the atomic cellular level and they use all these machines to like extract all these things to make it, right? So for example, you know, like for example, a cow, right? Like a beef, right? It, it like if you cut it, it's like red, right? They use some molecular generated version of heme to imitate the same thing. This is really interesting. There was actually a study done in Sweden that took like 12 or 15 of like the top plant-based products and they tested them in labs. And what they actually found out is that the average person, their body cannot consume up to 75% of the plant-based meat because wow. they use this thing called microproteins. Hmm. And microproteins, it's largely made out of like fungi and your body cannot process it. Like our bodies are, are incompatible with it. And so not only is plant-based meat more expensive or the same price as meat, it actually has very low nutrients. And the nutrients that it does give you may have issues with different people because depending on their digestion um, and their their issues, right? And this is the this is the funniest thing, right? All of this plant-based meat. It is literally all being funded by Bill Gates. Like, like, <laughs> sure, I'm not, not even a conspiracy. Like, literally, yeah. literally look at his investment portfolio. I think he has invested something like $750 million in plant-based companies. And honestly, like, I don't trust anything that Bill Gates does because <laughs> he didn't even invent Microsoft. He literally bought the software for Microsoft from a college professor Mm -hmm. And then used it. And then on top of that, I don't know if you're, are you aware of, are you aware of Jeffrey Epstein? No, I'm not. 
So basically in America, basically in America, um, there was a guy who was arrested. His name is Jeffrey Epstein for running a sex trafficking ring internationally. The guy owned his own island. He gets these 13, 14, 15 year old girls on an island. They say that he has ties with all these rich people, whatever, whatever. Right. Uh, Bill Gates, wife, Melinda Gates, she left him. She divorced him two years ago or one or two years ago because he literally had a meeting with Jeffrey Epstein after Jeffrey Epstein was convicted by the government for being a sex offender. So like mm. you tell me, why would a billionaire meet with a convict? Like this is not like, oh, maybe, no, he's convicted. He was on house arrest. Why would a billionaire meet with a convicted convicted sex trafficker? Like why? So like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to trust anything out of Bill Gates. I don't care if he, you know, it creates the next, you know, miracle drug for cancer. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like someone like that. Mm. And the fact that his wife left him is very, very clear. Um, and like, she specific, like you can look it up. Like she specifically said, I left him because of what he did with mm. Jeffrey Epstein. And like, again, I don't know anything about his wife, Yeah. but his wife seems like a good person. She runs mm. a bunch of like foundations, nonprofits. She helps kids here in Boston everywhere. So the fact that she left her husband is a, is a huge sign mm. that he's doing something crazy. So plant-based protein, it's all funded by this guy. I don't believe in it. Like half the time when I'm using Microsoft on my work computer, it barely works. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like, Bill Gates, why don't you get back into the studio, make a product that actually works and doesn't glitch out before you go and you like wanna make all these farms for America and like like what? Like what do yeah. you do with your life, man? It's like go fix Microsoft Word, go fix Microsoft Access. Your products barely work. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say something um, about what we talked about before about, um, like, you know, one of the reasons why people who want to go vegan, they're trying to do it because they're good and they don't want animals to die and they're trying to preserve life. I understand that perspective, but I'm going to tell you how that's an illusion and it's actually not good. So if you look at the cycle of life, right, in order for life to be created, death must exist right? Like the society that we have built today is literally built on our dead ancestors, both physically and mentally. And so, and so for example, let's take like, like if I'm out in, in like the field, the forest, right? And, you know, there's a dead animal or something that's like on the ground, right? That animal is going to decompose. It's going to go back into the earth And that's actually going to fertilize the soil to create even better and bigger plants. And then those animals will eat the plants and the animals will get bigger. And so even if you look at someone who eats a plant-based diet, right? If you take a look at one of Bill Gates's farms, right? Where they're growing huge, huge crops of soy, huge, huge crops of corn, huge, huge fields of soybeans, huge, huge, huge fields of, you know, wheat, all these different plants they have to produce, right? They're building those farms for miles and miles and kilometers and kilometers and kilometers. Every day, Animals, chipmunks, rats, rabbits, gophers, birds, every day, they try to go into those fields and eat the food and eat the plants. And what happens? Farmers kill them. They shoot them or they spray these synthetic pesticides and these fertilizers that actually kill the animals. And so whether you eat animals or whether you eat plants, animals are dying. And this is the reality. We cannot skip this process. This is a uh, an essential step of reality. We can't just all of a sudden go into a laboratory and create something from thin air. That's not how life works. I True. wish, but that's not how life works, you know? And so this whole step of like trying to not kill animals and preserve life, that is a illusion of the ego. We're not God to say what lives and what dies. This is a, the natural cycle of nature that has existed for thousands of years. And let's say, you know, I don't know, a a goat or whatever people eat, right? If we don't kill it, it's going to brutally get killed by a tiger or a a coyote or a wolf or whatever predator. They're going to rip it apart. So either way, it's going to die. 
you know, and like that is the truth of reality. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think you know this is a valid reason around, you know, obviously let's look at it from a from an objective perspective. If no one is is taking in these meat, like what are we gonna do with all of these that are that you know all of these? It's just gonna pile up, and where are they gonna go, right? The world itself, again, it's not a fair world. And if you try to think that this, we will make this world a fair world. Uh, yeah, all the best uh, in in you know thinking of those as you mentioned illusions that that is what they are. Life is unfair. We gotta deal with it. Yeah, what we can do is make the best out of it to ensure that other humans yeah. are not affected. But uh, buying into a different notion altogether, I'm I'm pretty skeptical of that. One point did you did mention, which which kind of brings me to another question, and I think that's important as well. Uh, you you spoke about uh, when let's say you know people are doing farming, especially in this day and age now. You know we are using pesticides, pesticides, chemicals, and all and whatnot to basically grow this food. And I remember of a documentary that I had watched a couple of weeks ago, which talks about the impact of these pesticides and and the chemicals that we are consuming day in and day out. And it we had to impact, especially with men's fertility ratios. Like uh, the sperm count that men had 50 years ago, it has dropped by half. And not only that, the sperm that is left with uh, men now, 85% of them are not even good, which means we are left with only 50% of sperm that can actually, you know, get into that egg and and probably increase life. And in the same documentary, they also mentioned when we have these big factories that are, you know, producing all of this, the chances of you getting, uh, you know, when when a woman is pregnant, they actually found out that the town that they were staying in, in the industrial area, all of the children that were born were women, were girls. And it had to do impact directly with these chemicals that were actually people inhaling because of these, I mean, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. And again, which means, which brings me to this question that, you know, all of this, all of this that we're consuming this day is also not natural. So what's your idea around, you know, yes, I mean, plants are good, meat is good, but what can we do to ensure that you're eating organic? And, and do you think people should eat organic? Like, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. So I think, I think at the end of the day, like you have to meet people where there are, right? So if you have someone who's never eaten healthy and they're poor, right. And you tell them, Hey, you got to eat organic fruits and vegetables. It's probably not going to work out. You know what I mean? That's not a realistic solution. Um, But here's what I will say. Right. And I think, I think what you said is very interesting. The huge corporations um, that own these companies that produce this, um, the sanitizer, for the fields, uh, the like the spray, not all of them, but some of these companies, they're owned by like these conglomerate investment firms here in America, right? And, and uh, like, especially during COVID, when a lot of like the economy went down, a lot of these really rich investment funds, they came in and they swooped in and they bought a bunch of companies that were going under. But now, these companies are now controlled by these top conglomerates. And this is the interesting part, right? These conglomerate companies, they not only own the the spray for the farms, which then can you know have toxins and have issues with fertility, like you said, um, but they also own a lot of pharmaceutical companies and they also own a lot of big food companies. So Damn. you see the three of these. Yeah. And it's like, they're not even made up. Like you can look it up. Like there's stats. They bought this company in 1980. They did this, they did that. It's all the circle. Yeah. It's all the circle. And, and it's all to make the food less nutritious so that people end up getting more diseases so that they have to be medicated by these companies. And it's this constant, constant, constant cycle. And at the end of the day, yeah, you know, everyone should try to eat as natural as they can. But like you said, um, a lot of the foods that we eat today, even the foods that are natural, are actually not really natural. So, for example, like maybe not for you, like in India, but here in America, if you go to the grocery store, right, and you look at all the different vegetables they have, right, celery and 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 carrots and and all these different things, right? Our ancestors were not eating these vegetables. These vegetables were bred through hundreds, thousands of years to be the biggest, to be the brightest, to taste the sweetest, right? And so really every single thing that we do in our society today, none of it is really natural, like none of it, you know? So we have to kind of go in with like, 
we have to do the best we can with what we've got, you know? Mm. Um, but this is what I would say too, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that all plants are good. Um, personally for me, like I used to eat a lot of plants. Like I used to eat a lot of kale and spinach and celery and all these, all these freaking rainbow color vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I love seeing that on Instagram where it's like some, some, uh, doctors like, make sure you eat your, your vegetables, your rainbow, you eat 17 different vegetables. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, because what a lot of people don't know is that vegetables can very much cause issues in people. Uh, fruit can cause issues with people. It really depends on the person. If you have, for example, if you have problems with your with your gallbladder or like if you had to get it surgically removed, right? If you eat any kind of fat, even if it's an animal products, that's not going to be good for you, right? So like everyone is in a different health spot. And that's why like I like to work as a like a health coach and I get to sit down and I get to, to teach people like, Oh, you have this, this, okay. You need to go this, 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 and that. And it's really different for everybody because everyone's different. Um, but, but really what I would say is that if you can eat like, you know, fish, eggs, meat, uh, fruits, some vegetables, like salads, things like that, you eat potatoes, sweet potatoes. Uh, if you can find some kind of, um, like high quality bread, you know, like here in America, when you walk through the grocery store, the bread is not even bread. Like you walk through and the bread is like this like white foam sugar, like like straight up. And like the 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 few amount of bread that's actually real is like in one shelf and it costs like double the amount uh. the regular the regular bread costs, you know. And so um it's a tough situation, you know, and yeah. it's a tough situation, but you know, life isn't fair, but I, I hope that we can figure something out as a, as a society, because if we don't deal with this problem of food, it's going to impact every single aspect of our society, every single aspect, healthcare, mental health, education, careers and work, it's gonna, sure. government, it's going to impact every single one. And it, and it already has. Yeah. And I understand, right, why you're stating this, because I, I've been reading about this. I've been testing my own body to kind of understand what makes sense to my body. And I personally realized that these are the food items that I particularly think are best for me. And that's where I feel good. Buying into the idea uh, of, you know, that this one size fits all. And then also thinking if you're listening to people on the social media where, you know, if, if you just go to social media now, if you look for oats, <laughs> you can't even eat oats because there are so many things. If you look at animal-based food or anything, like for every single thing out there, there is a con that is associated, which means we should stop eating and stop drinking altogether, right? So I think the more important part, at least from our end, from your and my perspective, is to at least make people aware that, you know, calm, calm yourself down first, understand yeah. your body, test with different foods, see how you're behaving, see your energy levels, are they rising or decreasing? Are we actually feeling good or not? Because if our food is in check, then we are being able to absorb. And if your digestive system is in check, then we are able to absorb those nutrients we will be active, we'll be able to perform better, we will not have this depression, anxiety, ADHD that we were talking about. As a whole, we become more better, right? And as you rightly pointed out, one size does not fit all. What might work for you might not work for me. So we just have to, it's a constant struggle, it's a constant learning experience that we have to go ahead and ensure, put in the efforts to identify what works best for us, right? Now, yeah. I know we are coming to the end. Uh, so there is one last question I want to ask before we wrap this discussion. And uh, this is more on the lines of because we are talking about big, big corporations owning these small uh, you know, food industries and so on. So you've been in the industry. You might have definitely come across scenarios where you know certain things about these food industries that maybe a lot of people don't know, like some dark secrets that these guys are hiding behind the curtains. Do you know of some? And if so, please share it with us. You don't have to tell us the name, but educate people. Oh man, all of them. This is what I, I think this is what I'll say, right? Over the last 30 years, there has been a controlled, uh, concentrated effort and strategy to push people to eat plant-based foods. And the reason why is because if you look at it, right? Sugar is a plant-based food. High fructose corn syrup, which they use now instead of sugar is made from a cooking down and, and heating a bunch of corn. 
which is worse, like 10 times worse for you than sugar. That is a plant-based food. Uh, cocaine is plant-based. Heroin from opium is plant-based. And, and so it's not about, oh, plants are good and bad and meat is good and bad. It's about there is a deliberate effort to try to weaken the population. And when you study history and you look at from the Romans to all these other empires, one of the main ways that they controlled people was through the food supply. They've been doing it for thousands of years. And almost every time they would make them eat plant-based food and the kings and the queens, they would eat the meat and they would eat the fruit. And that's how it worked for thousands of years. And if you even study, um, if you study like how different countries invaded other countries and then controlled them, different empires, so many things that they would do is they would make them eat plant-based. Like for example, there's the, um, that documentary that came out, Game Changers, right? Where it shows mm. all these vegan bodybuilders and athletes. And they say, oh, you know, uh, the Spartans, the gladiators back in Rome, they used to eat plant-based. But then if you actually Google and you look it up, they were prisoners and they forced them to eat plant-based so that they wouldn't get strong to fight back. They didn't let them go to the gym to work out and be strong. And so there's so many like different like food conspiracies and dark things and this, but I think this is the really the most significant one of there is a deliberate effort to greenwash the world, to make it plant-based so that people are dumber People don't have full access to their brains. People are tired. They're anemic. They're depressed. And if you wanted to control a population, you want them to be weak. You know, I don't I don't think it's, you know, all like this one conspiracy and these people are trying to control, but it kind of is. Because all you need to do is control the culture. That's all you need to do. All you need to do is control the culture and the people will fight for you. The people will fight themselves. And that's really it. Like, for example, right? I, let's say I make a post on social media and I say, hey, you know what? Uh, kids really shouldn't be eating junk food and snacks and candies because of the artificial food dyes, which is making them have ADHD and uh, the other mental health issues. And then you're going to have people comment on my post who say, oh, you know, they're they're just kids. Oh, you you can't shame them. Oh, you can't judge them. Oh, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, can't. And so like now we've reached a level where it's like people are compassionately killing themselves mm. and, and killing other people, you know? And, and it's, you know, I'm all for people disagreeing with me. You know, I love it when yep. people disagree. I'm all, I'm all for, for, you know, people should have debates. People should have, you know, conversations and intellectual arguments to really find out what is the truth? What is right? What is wrong? But now it has turned into where the culture has been weaponized to prevent people from doing healthy things in the name of goodness and virtue signaling. And if you look at all the other issues in our society, it's all the same tactic. And so food is really what made us human. It's what enabled us to develop our brains to a huge size and create society and civilization. And food is also the exact tool that they're using to destroy people. And if you need a reminder, if you don't believe me, just come to America. America, I I, I like before I hopped on this interview, I was, um, I was at a park and I was driving home. Literally in America, this is what you see. No joke. You're driving on the road. You see McDonald's, Starbucks, and then you see an a, a alcohol store, and then you see an urgent care hospital. Like literally, those are the four most common. It's literally hospital, mm. hospital, 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 doctor, 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 doctor. So yeah. many urgent care. Then fast food, fast food, fast food, fast food. Mm. Alcohol, 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 alcohol. It's literally yeah. that's all America is, and it's literally a uh, it's a farm, mm. and we are the farm animals, and we are being fattened up and harvested, and yeah. that's really what's going on, and people don't realize that, and. Yeah. There's a controlled effort from every part of government to corporation that control the food supply to make this a reality to where we are their farm animals, which is why I know like, you know, if God 
if God gives me the 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 humility to where one day I like blow up and I have like a hundred million followers, or if I have 20 million followers or 10 million followers, people are gonna hate me, man. I'm gonna be canceled <laughs> in five seconds. Literally. <laughs> I it's literally because I'm a man, they hate all men. And because I talk about the truth about food and food is yeah. the deepest truth of yeah. our society. If, if people knew the truth about food, it would it would almost fix every other problem in society. Yeah. And, and I think oh, what two pointers you, you mentioned are very critical, right? First of all, first, you being a man and people standing up for what they believe in, especially the masculine side of things. People are shamed, especially men are shamed. I, I'm noticing that a lot. Though that's not very prevalent in India, but I know in the West that's 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 happening. Masculinity, it's called toxic masculinity. I don't even understand who's creating these words, but that's crazy in itself. And second, you believing what is truth and then standing up for it, which which obviously not a lot of people are doing. People are just getting kind of carried away with what the media is telling. The trend is the trend is at the current at the current point in time. I mean, I think this is a lot of lot of information for people to take back, especially for people in India where. Oftentimes, they are exploring or the thinking that vegan-based diet is the best diet. Again, guys, uh, a humble request from, again, Mark and me. Go ahead, research. Don't just believe anything and everything that you see on the television or, or on the radio stations. Go ahead, read, educate yourself, and then check it out on your own body. Is that actually helping you? Is that good or not? How are you reacting? And then make informed decisions rather than believing someone just because you saw an influencer promoting it. Because let's let's get real. Influencers get paid for any ads or or anything that they promote. Now, before we wrap up, uh, Mark, can I say one thing? Go ahead. The fastest way to destroy masculinity is to tell everyone to go plant based. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I, I, I I don't mean this from a a judgmental point of view, but like when I'm walking around Boston, I can literally see that guy's a vegan. This guy's a vegan. Wow. This guy's a vegan. Literally based on their body type, their behavior, mm. just not not even interacting from them. Mm. Uh, and you can tell that immediately. So it's like, if you want to make the population, especially men, weak and stupid, you tell them to go vegan and to eat soy. Wow. That's amazing. I think that's a very interesting uh, observation like as well. I mean, yeah. And, and I think there is a lot of impact on the kind of foods we eat because what we eat is what we become. That's what I believe, exactly. right? What you take in is what you actually become. So uh, we need to be conscious of what we are eating, how we are behaving, how we are walking, how we are talking. I mean, all of this contributes to you becoming a whole person. And when you are whole and when you have your shit together, that's when you'll be able to contribute in a better way towards the entire society. And that's why, you know, I we are here today to kind of, in the in the hopes of educating people on that matter, uh, and and for folks, uh, Mark, that probably want to learn more about you, where can they find you? If you go to my Instagram, my name is M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. That is the best place to follow me. Send me a message if you came from this podcast. If you have any questions about food, hit me up anytime. I'll try my best to answer them. Awesome. And, um, and yeah, man, this was so much fun. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Mark, for joining us on the show again. And yeah, man, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you to everyone out there listening, watching. Awesome. This, Mark Metry. this brings us to the end of this episode and hope you at least had one takeaway from this interview. If you have any questions or want to talk to me personally, you can find me at www.silavatirshad.com. See you soon.